living in a world gone geek. It's time to geek hard or go home. The podcast is real. Here's your host, Grounded Geek. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. It is Sunday night. That means it's time for the podcast is real. Turn that music down. It's loud. Um, we're so glad that you could be with us here tonight. We've got a great show for you. Great guests. We're going to be talking about a new uh, science fiction audio podcast that is out right now, and it is really good. So I can't wait to talk to you guys about that. And we're going to talk to some of the creators here on the show tonight. But as always, I can't do this show by myself. So please welcome Aliyah. And uh, what's the other guy's name? Utah. There he is. Greetings, programs. What's up, guys? Hi. Uh, you know, I am not a person that likes a naked phone. And so I finally found a case. Well, this is I, a family friendly show. So we want to. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. A, a um, scantily clad phone. Yeah. That's worse, isn't it? That seems worse, doesn't it? Yeah, you're right. You're right, JT. That's worse. Um, anyways. <laughs> I finally found a case uh, from Casetify. They're doing a collab with Lucasfilm. And here's the case for the case. And so, yeah, the case for the case is <laughs> the best is, part. The case right? comes with a case. And what's nice is that I don't know if you can see the um, sticker. Is it like limited edition? What's the say? It is. It, it says, never, never tell, tell me the me. odds. Love it. Yeah. And so this is one out of a thousand. And uh, so let's pump it out here. And here it is. The aluminum. Wow. The aluminum Falcon. The aluminum Falcon. <laughs> That's actually aluminum. That's pretty cool. It is. Yeah. It's it very solid. It is very is it, solid. Is uh, it the heavy? One, no, it's very. No, it's very. It's aluminum. It's very light. Okay. Um, I don't know. But um, like aluminum the one foil. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the one thing though that I didn't uh, think about was that because it's metal, it's not MagSafe compatible. Oh. So now I have to rethink. Oh, oh wait. I'm so silly and such a sucker. I went ahead and got one that is MagSafe compatible. <laughs> so how many phones do you have? I have one phone and two, <laughs> mil two Millennium Falcon cases now. Well, there you go. Yeah, we can switch them out when you like whatever mood that you're in. Right? There you go. I never thought of that, that, but yes, I can switch them out. One day, yeah. if I want to hit somebody over the head and have a <laughs> weapon in my hand, I'll get the metal one. Uh, otherwise, I'll get this nice soft one here. So nice. I'm gonna go I have this iPhone. Like, what is a MagSafe? Like, I keep hearing this. Am I using my phone correct? <laughs> Oh, I'm sure you're using it correctly. MagSafe is just a, it's got a circle of magnets on the back here. You can see on the back of here, these are the magnets and it just uh, gives a better connection with your case to the phone. Also allows you to uh, use MagSafe chargers and, and, and so different. You can just set the phone down on top of it and it'll charge. Yeah, you don't yeah. have to plug it in. And what's nice is that because of the magnets, it auto, -al it auto, it auto aligns. We broke so Aaliyah. Is she, is she, is her connection frozen? Is she frozen? No. Or? No, I mean, I'm here. You can I'm also, just like. You can also get like, like car mounts that have the magnets and just go click and your, your phone will stick without having to like put it in the holder or put like that. Yeah. What is that? The kind of gummy which, slime which stuff. Which do you have, Aaliyah? I have the Pro Max. I have the yeah, newest. Which one? 12, 13, 13, 17, 28. Yeah, you have a Pro 13. Max? 
Yeah. That's what I think that's what it's called. Yeah, 13 Pro Max. You got the yeah, big that's, boy. That's yeah, I, I, I have. Yeah, it's a a very large phone, but what I don't yeah. I'm just feeling like I'm not using it it, it to its uh, fullest Well, capacity. yeah, you, get, you can get a special charger and you set it on there and you don't have to plug it in. Like you just lay it down on the charger. It's wireless it charging with a magnet. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Wow. Okay. I don't, it's, I don't have one either. I don't have the mag. I do have a, a QI uh, charger. It's, it does the same thing, but it's not yeah. mag safe. But um, so I do drop it on there to charge. But my case is cool because if you look really carefully, it's got a little, I don't know if you can see it, but it's got this oh. little. Uh, what is that? Like a uh, clip thing? Oh, it's got so like yeah, a it holds lens, lens thing, right? Yeah. It holds my. Uh, um, lens. What am I trying to say? Like telephoto no. lens? Uh, uh, anamorphic. I have an anamorphic anamor- film oh, uh, nice. lens that I use on my phone so I can actually take uh, film-like footage. Pretty cool. <sighs> wow. Can you do lens flares yeah. too? Oh, it does lens flares. Yeah, it's really cool. Like it does it. Uh, JJ you know, would that, be proud. That anamorphic. I don't have to put them in. Uh, I don't have to put them in <laughs> you don't, digitally you don't have, like he does. You don't have to do it in post. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I am not using my phone to its fullest capacity. <laughs> yeah, t- to be fair, Leah, none of us, none of us are. We're, you, yeah, we're using this to talk to people and text people and take pictures. This I is, barely this, text. Okay. This is like a thousand million times more powerful than like the, the computers on the space shuttle. So, I mean... <laughs> So oh none of us are using the full phone. <laughs> That's true. I we're, just, we're, we're using it to binge Ozark's final season, and, which uh, I don't know uh, if, you, if you guys are you guys Ozark watchers. Yeah, I, I, I'm concerned because I've heard bad things about the finale. So I'm gonna I'm gonna watch it to hold you know, oh, hold off. That face, I, find, Jeff? I I was I was I mean I love the show. It's fantastic. And, oh, dude, yeah. Uh, but the the yeah, I wasn't super pleased with the final episode. I thought it was kind of a uh, just kind of a, a dud compared to the, how awesome the rest of the seasons were. Yeah, personally. that's what I've heard, but I so, haven't watched it yet. So, um, and if you if you didn't like the ending of The Sopranos, um, oh, see, you that's... won't like this one. Not because it's the same, but I'm just so I'm not spoiling anything. I'm just saying it's how did they get to that diner? No, I'm just there there are elements that are yeah. Um, it plays Don't Stop Believing over it. It does not. <sighs> and then it just um, fades to black. And yeah, no, it, and you hear there's, to, you hear <laughs> there's one element that's very much like it. And then, but oh. there's other stuff that happens that I'm just kind of like, I, I, for one, like the Sopranos ending, though. I have my own interpretation of what happened there, but that's a whole other. I have no, I, I honestly don't have an issue with the Sopranos ending. I don't yeah, know why I people it was, are so bad. It was interesting. It. it was different. But yeah, I was, I was mad at how things turned out in this one. Like, I felt like mm. they built up this stuff that never really okay. kind of had a resolve. Yes. Okay. All right. Uh, and uh, there's still a lot of loose ends, which whoops there. Uh, I, you know, we don't need loose ends on a series finale. In my opinion, you gotta, there's a lot of things I'm sitting here going, well, what about, and who, what about this person? And what about those people? They're and just setting us up for gonna, the spinoff in, a, in two years. Probably. Yeah. I would watch it. <laughs> and it's gonna, I love the show. And it's going to follow Jason Bateman's character as he moves away from the Ozarks to uh, Poughkeepsie. Okay. So I haven't seen Ozark, although everyone keeps talking about it. So it's a great show. Recommend. It's really good. Okay. All yeah, right. If you, if you like Breaking Bad, it's, I was gonna it's say, Breaking Bad. Yeah. In, in, it's uh, it's in a the, similar genre. In the woods. Uh, 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> breaking, like, breaking in the woods. Yeah. I mean, it's not, it's not meth. It's totally different, but it's about like how good it's people a- can go very, very bad. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, you know, when, when, and be corrupted and the, the it's just, yeah, it's fascinating. Especially really, really in well the Ozarks, and the acting which is, is why I don't phenomenal. go there. Yeah, yeah, the acting Jason is Jason Bateman fantastic. is so good. And um, Julia Garner, I want to say is her name, Ruth. She is phenomenal. Like she is a, she's a star. She's, she's going to be huge. Um, going to be. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, she's already huge in my opinion. She, I mean, she's brilliant on Ozark. She was in that movie uh, or that series, limited series, Inventing Anna, which is oh, that's crazy because right. oh. totally different character than Ozark. You wouldn't even know it was her. Like she's so different. It's just, she's a really good actress. So. I saw that. I really wanted to watch it. And I figure I, if I butter her up enough in this and say how awesome well, she is, I mean, somehow she'll come on the show. That's what she I'm, is watching. That's what so. I figure. Yeah. yeah, of course. Um, well, so Jason told knows. her about Jason told her about us. So <laughs> Jason Bateman on the show, I would pee my pants. Um, that would well, be see, awesome. Now, now that's on record, Jeff. I know <laughs> the internet never forgets. <laughs> I know. So now we'll have to, I will have to follow <laughs> through. Gonna, if you yes, yes you would. <laughs> I feel like Jason yes, would ask. Would. I feel like Jason yeah, would be like, so pants. Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, you know, I want to find out from both of you. So there was a, there was a new movie that came out on this weekend, which, uh, you know, everybody is past weekend. Uh, Dr. Strange, <gasps> Dr. Strange and, and Dr. Mom. Strange in the mom. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like, did, did everybody see it yet? No. Okay. Saw it yesterday. So I, yeah, I seen it. Um, it's, we're going to be talking about it on the shawarma shack on Wednesday. So Aliyah, you've got three more days. <laughs> Okay, guys. Are you not gonna make so it? Many- Did you say you were not gonna make it to this one? No, I'll make it. I just like I've heard very bad reviews about the movie. So that you I- just you have to go see it for yourself. Well, then and I don't want to. We're not gonna ruin it, the any of the things we're gonna talk about because yeah, there's it's. I we're not gonna it's, talk it's about Doctor Strange not being in it. So, I will um, yeah, stop. <laughs> um, I was very yeah, surprised at who his mom very, was. Yeah. That's for sure. <laughs> His, yeah, I love how Multiverse of Madness released on Mother's Day. Mom released I, Mother's Day weekend. It was kind I, of a genius. I feel like you they did that on purpose. purpose. Yeah, I yeah, feel like did. they did that on purpose. They did. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's Wednesday night. So I want to make sure everybody knows that that's happening. Shawarma Shack, we have our special episode, Dr. Strange. Oh, I will the, say one thing that, that's not very spoilerish, though. A friend of ours that was at our wedding all 20 some odd years ago showed up on the screen while we were watching the movie and Karen's like, what? And we, she looked it up and was actually our friend, Akko Mitchell. So awesome. k- kudos to you, Akko. I'm so glad to see that uh, yeah. he's canon in the MCU. Yeah. And it was like a significant <laughs> role for the, uh, a scene there. Like it wasn't just like, you know, he got, the, he got the hug Rachel McAdams. Who, that's true. But don't, we won't say who he was because we don't want to like say what happens in the movie because. Right. Lot, lot, that, don't the don't worry, Leah. Lot, lots, lots of people hug Rachel McAdams in this movie. So <laughs> it's true. It's we not really spoil a spoil. anything. <laughs> yeah. didn't spoil anything. Even, even, even Ryan Gosling shows up the hugger. It was right. crazy. All it of a sudden like, he has a notebook and. It's the multiverse, right? Anything can happen. But that's exactly um, right. No, it was, uh, uh, yeah, he, I mean, he wasn't just like, you know, random dude in taxi in the background, right? He wasn't like wedding guest number three, yeah. which is what I would be. I'd be like, 
and then I would get cut from the film. I would be, yeah, I would be lucky to be wedding <laughs> guest number three. That's be, so uh, cool. And he was at your wedding? Yeah, well, he, yes, yes, yes. We know him. We consider him a friend. We haven't talked to him in a while, though, because uh, him and his wife uh, got divorced. Uh, I, thought, and, I, thought, I thought he maybe gave you a really terrible gift for your wedding. And you're like, we're not talking to him anymore. Well, yeah, he, he, he gave me, he gave, he gave us a little, like a letter and saying, Hey, and this autograph will be worth something uh, whenever. <laughs> and now, <laughs> and of course, you know, we're like, pshaw and threw it out. And so yeah. now we're like, well, that, we, that shows us, <laughs> um, but it was, it was crazy to, 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 to see the seat, you know, to watch the movie, watch the scene progress and go, uh, <laughs> that's neat. it was it was so what, was that? what is that from so, oh home improvement <laughs> yeah that did sound a little bit like uh, more Damn. power yeah. um <laughs> sorry so yeah you're gonna have to talk to him and see if he can come on and we'd love to hear about his experience i will we'll, uh certainly season. reach out to him now um say, hey akko you were at our wedding and we haven't talked but i saw you on the big screen hey let's let's talk <laughs> yeah. he's done a lot of voices in video games over the years so that's well, I mean, see, yeah we'd love to talk to him that'd be fun so yeah that's really cool I will, i'll certainly reach out all right well uh we have a great show for everybody tonight so there is this there's you know uh, anybody who has listened to us before knows that um i i love audio drama podcasts like i mean i love this this genre we're actually working on <laughs> have been for like a year now. It's going to happen. I promise. Um, the, the, our little, uh, hybrid drama slash film discussion show. Oh, that's uh, right. Which will be hopefully, hopefully in the fall. So we're going to be taking, we got, we have two more, three more episodes this season. And then we will be taking a break over the summer and then over the summer, I figure uh, we could try to record some of the episodes we've been talking about and actually get them done so that we have a bunch in our pocket when we actually launch instead of, you know. So they're in the can and we can yeah. launch them. We're not yeah. recording this show, right? So we'll still get together a couple of times and record some of the other ones. So that'll be fun. But um, sure. yeah, so we've been teasing that for, for a while. I don't know what uh, I'm going to do. But it's going to happen. What's that? <laughs> Oh, I said I don't know what I'm gonna do with my Sunday evenings. You can well, you we're can gonna help. record this show. That's what we're <laughs> this new this new show. Yes. In, instead of doing this podcast really live, we're gonna re record whatever audio drama we thought we were going to do. Yeah, um, all those years ago. So it's finally gonna. I swear it'll happen. But anyway, uh, I love audio drama. I've I've just uh, have I used to listen to uh, LPs of like old classic shows that my dad yeah. would pick up and stuff. Old like, radio plays. Yeah. Oh yeah, I love that stuff. Um, we had a we had an, actually we had on vinyl uh, the whole War of the Worlds HG Wells. Nice. Uh, or, Orson Wells. Uh, you know the the actual recording. the actual yeah. yeah. Um. On, I, I, I listen to that all the time. It was just so great. It's not and, real, Jeff. Don't worry. It's not real. Oh, I hope not. Yeah. After all this time, I'm still waiting, but it hasn't Which, happened. Well, I mean, <laughs> they, I haven't, I haven't visited, I haven't gone to New Jersey uh, ever since I listened to that. I guess. <laughs> right. Avoid um, that area. I feel like everyone avoid, avoids New Jersey. Like oh, anyone man. that's from like, oh, sorry. Is that, is that mean? That's our, so we have, so a good friend of the show, uh, a couple of good friends of the show live there. So we don't want to go there. Um, oh. Sorry, T. Um, we, uh, don't listen no. to me. I know nothing. Well, if, uh, according to Hamilton, everything is legal in Jersey. That's all I know. That's, that's, everything that's is legal in Jersey. I know about that, Jersey. That's why you go across a river. Yep. Yep. 
But uh, love audio dramas and listen to several of them. We've had uh, some audio drama folks on the show before, earlier in the yes, season. Yes. Um, in fact, uh, our guests tonight are familiar with this person. I don't know if they even know that he's been on the show. We're going to talk to them about that, too. But um, the show is currently the number one um, science fiction audio drama on uh, podcast at, uh, right now. And number two, I think... In sci-fi in general, I don't know. They'll correct me. Something like that. Um, anyway, let's just, it's, you know, considering that we don't even chart anywhere on the thing, that's pretty amazing anyway, right? You know? Don't we chart uh, in India? We do. <laughs> well, that, you know, it's the show that we're, we've we been teasing. We oh, have those episodes. Oh, oh. They gotcha. love us oh, in wow. India. It's it's huge. And that's, so, I know, right? We're in the top 50, I think, at one point. It was ridiculous. I feel like that's a song, Big in India. Yeah, we're big, yeah. Um, how does it go? I don't, no, I don't. don't know. <laughs> oh, don't let me find out, JT. Sorry, um, sorry. Let me find a ukulele. Uh, so the the name of the show is Solar. It has an all star cast. I mean, it uh, does. It does. Helen Hunt. I mean, Oscar winning Helen Hunt. Right? Like Helen Hunt is in this show. Um, Helen Hunt. Helen Hunt. St Stephanie Beatriz. <laughs> who uh, is from Brooklyn Nine-Nine and also most recently in Kanto. Yeah. Uh, which is, yeah. I, I, I always say her name wrong. Mir Mirabelle, Marisol, what's her name? Mir Jacob corrects me every time I say it wrong. Mar and in Kanto. Marisol. What's her name? Marisol. Mar Maribel, Mar right? Maribel. Okay, I'm getting nods from the green room, so I think I'm right. Um, anyway, <laughs> Stephanie Beatrice, immensely talented. She's in it. Uh, Alan Cumming. There's just, there's lots Alan of uh, big stars. Yeah, he's awesome so uh but it's it's really really great it's a very exciting kind of drama things are breaking down the audio is phenomenal we're going to oh it's uh, nice. listen yeah we're gonna listen to the trailer here if i can get it to work and uh we're gonna so we have to be <laughs> quiet uh because i i'm not gonna mute everybody but uh let's see if we can listen to the trailer and then we'll bring them on solar from kurtco media nask located the athon two days ago however we have not established contact. What was that? I do not detect any abnormalities. The lights are getting brighter. Is the electricity overloading? Everything is nominal. What are the odds of survival for the Aethon crew? We won't speculate on those circumstances. I'm sure you can understand. Solar, a fully immersive sonic adventure with revolutionary sound from Dolby Atmos. Incoming message from Jamal. Except, except. Rich, it's coming into the airlock. Get away from the Starring Academy Award winner Helen Hunt. If we deviate from the plan even by an hour, we lose everything. Tony Award winner Alan Cumming. I'm simply not willing to risk the lives of any crew members for the sake of an experiment. Stephanie Beatrice. I'm going to save you, Jamal. And Jonathan Bangs. One problem at a time, friend. Solar. Shadows are darker this close to the sun. Available wherever you listen to podcasts. Had to put Utah in timeout there. I apologize. But yeah, we finally got the audio working. Please welcome to the show, uh, Jenny Curtis and Chris Porter, the creators of Solar. Welcome, guys. Thank you hey. so much. Hi. Great to be here. So hey. I told Chris before the show started, we're no strangers to technical difficulties here. And that was so uh, obviously that didn't work. But obviously the audio went out the second time. It depends Jeff, on I'm right here. I mute. I'm right here. Don't call me a technical difficulty. That's horrible. Oh, well, you know, uh, we won't go there. <laughs> well, I thought I'm, it was Utah's fault. It could have been. Of course. <laughs> yes, we'll blame Utah. That's what we'll do. That was, what, other, yeah. 
technical difficulties are very in line with our show. So I feel like it was just a really great way to set this up. Yeah, it's just part Uh, of the promo. Fortunately, our technical difficulties are not as life-threatening as what's going on in the show. Um, Why don't you uh, guys tell us a little bit about uh, Solar. Give give people a little teaser of what the plot is. What can we expect? So Solar is about this uh, uh, close orbit uh, spacecraft that is trying to study some weird things about the sun. And uh, it happens to be right in the way when a gigantic solar flare overloads the ship and tears it in half. And it's a solar flare that is also heading straight towards earth when it, when it gets sent, which means that not only are the astronauts who have survived on different parts of the ship, trying to communicate with each other and trying to help each other, but they're also desperately trying to reach earth. And they're not even sure who on earth would be able to respond in the events of a solar flare of that size. So it's very much, a story of uh, survival, but also it's unraveling this mystery of what was happening on board the spacecraft prior to the flare. Because there's competing companies, there's secrets, there's uh, confidential experiments happening. Uh, so there's there's a lot to unpack. And the more you unpack it, the more interesting and intriguing it becomes. Yeah. And it, there is a lot, a lot going on. There's like, I think I, I'm only about, I only am through like episode five so far Got it. and listening. And no, so far, no there, yeah, I was going to say there's about eight or nine <laughs> out right now, correct? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Nine comes out on Tuesday, I think. So when okay, cool. this comes out. Yeah. yeah same day. <laughs> yeah. Um, and there are 12 so, episodes total. There. Yeah. Thank you. That was what uh, I was going to ask. Yeah, like, how many question. can we expect yep. um, in, the, in the whole thing? Well, um, we also so do, did, in addition to the episodes, we, there's uh, what we have. You got little called, snippets. Uh, yeah, recovered audio assets. Yeah. Uh, they give you little glimpses of what's happening back on Earth because that's half of the mystery in and of itself. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. I love it. And the, yeah, the audio. Great setup. The audio is so well produced, like the whole, I mean, you remind people to put their headphones on um, because really, I mean, I don't know, in my headphones, when I was listening to the trailer, it was coming out of, op- and even the tr- the trailer we just listened to was popping out of different ears. Oh, I love the warning because you guys put a warning in front of like the, the trailer, right? If you're driving. Don't be surprised <laughs> if you hear something behind you or right. Uh, right. But yeah, the, uh, I'm sorry. That's yeah. right. No, that's perfectly, that, that makes perfect sense. I love, I love the, the use of, of, I guess, for lack of a better term, spatial audio that you guys, yeah. I've only listened to like episode one. So I'm, I'm way behind, We, but yeah. So, <laughs> but, we, we, uh, we a loser, not a real fan. We, we had this uh, <laughs> sound designer, CJ Dremeler, and he used a combination of Deer VR uh, mixing technology, which uses virtual reality type stuff, along with Dolby Atmos, which specializes in placing it in surround sound. So mm. we were able to literally block scenes and have characters moving around and say, hey, the door is eight feet in this direction. And oh, this wow. person is wow. here. Uh, and so then it can get reduced down to a binaural experience since people will just have them on headphones. But if we do have versions that if anyone has a surround sound, you would be able to actually hear it in like a movie theater setup if you ever wanted to. All right. <laughs> Mental wow. Link. Yeah. That's Maybe that'll be a thing where the movie we'll watch podcasts in movie theater. Like in <laughs> like a in listening X- party. Yeah. yeah. XD, right? You know, Jeff, cinema, Jeff, how do you watch a podcast, Jeff? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you go there and you watch the logo on the screen. Hey, we just people just watched us listening yeah. to it. So <laughs> 
They watched you yeah. listening to it. That's well, yeah, because you were you were misbehaving, and I had to make I sure that you didn't, distract, <laughs> you didn't distract from uh, people's enjoyment yeah, of it. I, it's all right. I was just enjoying it like our listeners would be enjoying it. I know. Um, <laughs> so, t- so yeah, tell us a little bit about how the idea came about. Like, where did this? When did this start? Like, how did it become come to fruition? So the uh, the initial thought I had is I a I just was curious about writing an audio drama because they're significantly cheaper than a movie to produce, but I wanted to like explore the medium and like really use sound because I actually have a background in music and sound design. I and I so in doing that I I'm a big fan of science fiction and I started thinking of all the stories that we see of people going out to find other things to colonize other worlds to explore other stars on the edge of the universe and I was like. Uh, what if we actually like went in and did some exploring and consideration of the sun? And that's where the kernel of the idea started with the broken ship somewhere around in close orbit to the sun, having to deal with something so large with such small, frail people. And from there, that's where the characters started uh, coming and developing. And it was around that point when I only had the characters of Ren, Jamal and Ali, where I was like, hey, Jenny, would you please... <laughs> do this thing with me would you please voice jenny voice ally and also uh, help me direct and produce this thing and we can do this project together yeah and so jenny yeah you're the voice of the ai right i and, uh, am which I is am. Very, yeah. yeah oh no it was it was ally ally was, was ally all along <laughs> No, um, which I love because the, you know, you would think a character like AI would not have like any personality whatsoever, right? I mean, it's supposed to be robotic, but Ali is like, has she a got personality. personality. Oh, she I love it. Yeah. She's got. Ali is like probably like one of the best characters on her. I love <laughs> some of the misunderstandings. No, I'm serious. Like some of the I things when no. people, uh, when they're, they're the whole deal with them trying to get her to call them different names and things like that. Like that was, I mean, I was cracking up laughing at some of this. I mean, it's so fun. You're like, and Chris did that very uh, purposefully. How, how can you develop a personality in an AI? That's not like, okay, they're in the future. Obviously she can have a personality and whatever. How do we make this grounded and realistic? But it's so funny because early on, you know, we were talking to people about casting and somebody like big in the industry said to us like, okay, I can see like going for this star for this role and this star for this role. But obviously like nobody's going to want to play Allie. No actor wants to play that role. <laughs> at that point, Chris and I just kind of looked at each other and we're like, what do you, what do you mean? No, <laughs> you like her. I like her a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it's cool. <laughs> but yeah, I, I love Allie. I think she's a super fun character to play a lot harder than I anticipated. It's, yeah. a, it's a lot harder to to have less emotion for me. I'm a very uh, <laughs> I'm a very emotional person. You guys, uh, <laughs> not not expressive at all. No, no, no. Uh, there there are uh, when you listen to the show, something that we use to, use to establish not only that the ship is broken, but like how the ship is geographically laid out is that after the flare, after the ship has been blown in half, she's stuck doing these temperature reads of every capsule in sequence. (laughs) So you'll hear her like two capsules away, be like capsule three temperature is this and capsule two temperature is this like getting closer to you. And it's not Mm -hmm. super important that you hear it for the plot, but we had to record each and every one because each and every one of those temperature recordings had to be unique and changing. I, so she had to just stand there and record over and over again, like <laughs> capsule three temperature is double in Fahrenheit and blah, blah, blah. And, and it was just like, 
it was this weirdly yeah. hypnotic, frustrating experience. <laughs> yeah. Well, I love the temperature reading. Yep. Kind of like, mm. Kind of like, God, do we have to do another one? Um, yep. But just to circle back, I told you guys we meander a lot and yes. ask how this project <laughs> developed. So I just wanted to like, so Chris joined the company, Kurt Comedia, which is the production company of this show. Uh, and, and originally in, in the company, the plan was solar, but we went two years in the development process and the production process and all, all of that. So, you know, going on and we focused on some talk shows and whatever, but the whole time actual focus behind the scenes was like, like we possible narrative podcast. And so we spent a lot of time doing workshops. We spent a lot of time like bringing actors into like our apartments and having them read scenes with us so that we could get the real feel of the language. And we wouldn't, Oh, we had, I thought she was possible. Oh, no, I was going to say, we, we wouldn't, we wouldn't always, lots of meltdowns. Oh, yeah. lots of meltdowns. <laughs> Meltdown <laughs> imminent is a line in the show and it became a rallying <laughs> That's my favorite line. I, <laughs> the, uh, I, I always going to say is that like, we wouldn't always tell all the actors that we were having read stuff tell we wouldn't tell them what the plot was so that that way at the end we could quiz them and be like what's happening like are you are you understanding the story that's being told uh without the visuals i like um, i love doing really table important. reads i that's love clever. doing workshops i just want to say it's really funny that chris you put it in the terms of like quizzing because that's not how i view it at all that's a very <laughs> scary process <laughs> Excuse now me. The pressure's actor. on. <laughs> Tell us what you know. <laughs> right. That's right. Now, now that we've done the scene, what do you remember of it? Uh, it was very informal, yeah. but I would no still pressure. mind them for information. Yeah. <laughs> mind them. It's very That's much hilarious. like, what did you get from it? And where do you think this is going? And how does this make you feel? Yeah. And how do you process the scene that we just went through? Um, and where did it feel false to you? Because that was, we wanted every moment of the show to feel very real in its uh, psychosis. <laughs> yeah. Now, how do you go about getting some of the actors that you have on the show? Like, is, was there a casting? Like, how did that come about? Yeah, we, I mean, we started with a casting director uh, who, um, uh, Mormon Bowling Casting, we worked with initially. And they got us Stephanie Beatrice. And from there, uh, you know, the casting process is long and slow. And so for the rest of it, we ended up kind of doing it ourselves. But we did go uh, for the, the big names. We went and just offered the role to these actors and, you know, crossed our fingers and hoped that they would read the script. Because if they read the script, they would love it because it's so good. And so when when we got the yeses, you know, we were always really surprised, but also like, of course, they've said yes. Who wouldn't want to be in this show? Uh, but that, so that was the the big like the the star names that you see on the on the tile art and all of that. Uh, John Bangs, who's our other lead, we actually uh, we worked with him prior to podcasting. Chris and I are in a immersive theater company together called the Speakeasy Society, and we mm. worked with John there. So, you know, from the beginning, we wanted John to be the role of Jamal. And he was one of these actors who would come to all these table reads and come workshop in my apartment and all of these things. And so, uh, you know, there is no one as full of their character as John is of Jamal because mm -hmm. he really developed this story with us and, yeah. and 
drops into that role so amazingly. Um, and the rest was, you know, normal casting process. We put out breakdowns, we had auditions, we had our friends audition, we had strangers audition, and we just tried to find the right people for the roles. Yeah. And so then how does production begin? What did everybody come in and record separately? Was there any kind of like, uh, yeah, did anybody was, record with each together. other? Cause there's conversations yeah. that take yeah. some of it. It doesn't matter because they're so separated anyway. It works out probably. Right. But and then some of it is buried together. Yeah. No, yeah. Uh, everybody had to record separately first because that's the best way to get clean audio. But also uh, we did this in the middle of the pandemic. So uh, yeah. safety yeah. wise yep. yeah. had to be separate. Yeah. And, yeah. and we, so everyone except for Alan, who was in New York, everyone came into the studio, which was a huge gift in and of itself. Mm. Um, and I would get to go to the studio and while it was very COVID safe, cause they were in the booth and I was on the other side of the glass and, uh, to get the performances. I don't know if you can tell I'm very performative as I am a human, but, uh, I would literally act opposite them for scenes and I would try to perform the roles as best as we saw the roles going so they could they could actually act off of what the scene would sound like or what the other performance would be. Um, and we would run through entire scenes like once or twice. And then we would run through entire pages like five to 15 times. And then we would do, and then Lots we would do like one, readings. one line at a time. Well, and that was the thing with Allie. Like, so recording mine, uh, Allie didn't have to really work off of anyone because she's not, necessarily feeding off of the energy that she's talking to except mm-hmm. for a few lines where in those in those moments where we're like maybe Allie can have this how does she react with emotion right so mm-hmm. I would then at that point like Chris would play me uh, the director's side of me on the other side of the glass and he would act opposite me so that I could have something to uh, play Respond, off of, yeah. but usually also, for Allie, we just did like one line at a time and tried to yeah, get it right. Yeah. Mm. Uh, but also just to add to the complications of what we were doing at the uh, height of our recording, only one of us was allowed to actually be in the recording studio. Mm. So without question, that was Jenny because she's an actress. She knows what she's doing to get the performances out of people, but I would actually have to watch on zoom. And then after uh, however many takes, it'd be like, Chris, are you good? Do you want any more takes? And I could chime <laughs> in then and be like, yeah. I, I, so it was, it was very much like a, a, just a, it was a wonderful baton passing thing of like, Hey, I've made the script and now Jenny, can you please bring it to life with the people? And then we'll go back into post and mm-hmm. make it work from there. Yeah. So we kind of say, cause we both directed the show. I took the lead in directing performances and then Chris would come in at the end like, say here's what I think is missing and then Chris would take the lead in post and try to get our, our sound design to a place where I wouldn't panic about it and then I would come in and start <laughs> giving my feedback <laughs> I panic a lot just just to oh. explain like just to, to explain away the panic I CJ CJ our sound designer is incredible and he he knows how to do six million things and the way that he likes to work is presenting you six million things mm. uh, and then and then saying what do you like about this that we we can hone it. It's like you, it's more of a sculpture than, but you build it down rather than building it up. Mm. I, I, so, so with that, like Jenny would often hear like the ship would be like, and it was like, no, 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 no. What we need to hear from the ship in this one part is this thing. We need to hear the broken fan. That's the important part. Where did, did I just hear a monster or is this just in my own memory? Yeah, where did that come from? No, it's, yeah, that. it's me. I'm sorry. I have, I'm, okay? 
Where I Are you don't okay, have, Leah? Uh, God. Where I don't have AC, I have to have all you, of these windows open, and it's oh, like, yeah. did you just did you have Chipotle or something? Or? <laughs> I was gonna say it's really good timing for Chris talking about the ship going yeah, crazy. Right? Yeah, it was amazing. amazing. It sounded like a spaceship going by. We couldn't we That's couldn't amazing. have written that any better. That was just <laughs> perfect. Uh, you're welcome. I just a pause for dramatic effect. <laughs> What, what so, was cool, though, about working, I'm sorry if I'm jumping the gun on this one, but no, uh, no, what please. was cool about working with uh, CJ on those, on those terms is I was also composing the music for it, the score for the show. Oh, cool. uh, so we actually got to coordinate sometimes and be like, the sound design is more important here. Or we got to say, hey, the music is more important for the scene. So let's pull back the ambiance. I mm-hmm. uh, And sometimes he would have the ship just having a tone underneath. And I would be like, hey, can you pull that up a half step? Because I accidentally wrote this thing in F and it sounds like the whole ship is like dissonant. dissonant with itself. <laughs> and, and so like it, getting to do that meant that the sound and the music could really, really connect on a, a deeper level than it usually can. That's neat. Now, where did you guys record this? Uh, I think you were alluding to him earlier, but uh, we recorded this at Shane Salk Productions in North Hollywood. (laughs) Shane Salk? Shane was on our show earlier in the season. We talked uh, another great audio drama that I absolutely love is Carcerum. Mm -hmm. He sounds familiar. Let me Shane Salk. (laughs) He's very tall. He's a trip. Yeah. (laughs) Trying to think. Maybe, I don't know if you could tell when he was in these little boxes (laughs) with you, but he's very tall. Um, uh, yeah, so that's really cool. So, um, <clears throat> excuse me. So he has the, the, the studios there. That's where you guys would bring in the different actors mm-hmm. or whatever. And that's pretty cool. So what, um, I, I love learning about that process too, because it sounds like they would just record all the audio there and then you just, all that all those files go to, to go your, to CJ. What a CJ, no, right? Well, there's a few more steps before that. So okay. we record all the audio. Uh, they, we recorded out of order cause casting took forever. Like I said, mm. so like we would record the actors we had, but sometimes we were still casting. Like Helen was the last role we cast. So all of these scenes that had Margaret in them, we were just like, okay, let's start <laughs> editing and hope that we can like, <laughs> fit her in um but so yeah we would record shane would upload it to i can't remember what the thing he's got a big database of site hidden on some website nice ftp so we would uh as we went and as scenes started to be have all of their recordings done then uh we would download the audio i would like a crazy person edit the uh dialogue obsessively because I don't really, I don't know how to separate uh, directing performance from like picking the takes. So I mm-hmm. would have, you know, listened to everything 9 million times again and try to figure out like what syllable is better than the other syllable. And like, Oh God, I, <laughs> it was not a fast process for us. Um, and then I, when I would finish the dialogue edit, I'd send it to Chris who would do his review and see if he had any thoughts or feelings about it. And then once we finished the dialogue, we would ship it off to CJ to start doing his CJ thing with it while Chris it, would simultaneously compose. It, it was, uh, uh, I would simultaneously compose also just to give her a shout out. We, uh, CJ did have an assistant, Allison Ng, who, uh, she, her job was actually to recompile all of the things into a Pro Tools format. Cause we were using Logic Pro and he was using Pro Tools. Uh, so she would reformat things 
things. And she would also uh, put in the initial like markers of this sound happens here. This sound happens here. So that CJ could identify like, oh, there has to be a blip there for something. Our team was small, but mighty. It was very small, but very Mm -hmm. mighty. (laughs) Sounds it for sure. And I always wonder about like the sound effects and and things like that. Like, because again, it's very like, I mean, the, it sounds like you're in the, in this spaceship, like you feel like you're in the story. And, um, like, did, do you know if, if CJ just has billions of sound effects or did they, did you have to create any new sound effects to kind of fit things that were happening? Combo. (laughs) Yeah. I, uh, he had a lot because he, he had been dedicating more and more time to doing audio drama. So he had a lot and he had been really anxious to do a science fiction project. So this came up for him at just the right time. Uh, but one of the things that we actually just learned last week is that, uh, you've heard it in episode four, Jeff, since you had listened through episode five, you said, I, the, um, they go on a spacewalk and you're actually inside one of the characters helmets. The helmets. And I, we, in doing that, I, we didn't know that he did this, but what he actually did is he set up a microphone and a speaker inside of a cheese puff. Oh, he recreated and he would play the audio out and re-record it. So it would have that, that tinny, you know, helmet sound. That's so great. (laughs) Yeah. We, we didn't know at the time, but now I putting it together. That's why every time we came back and we're like, can we adjust this? He would get a little weird. <laughs> he was like, it's really hard to adjust. Because you'd have to go really back and re-record it. <laughs> yeah. I already threw away the <sighs> cheese ball yeah. thing. I have to now get I a different... Eat, I gotta, I gotta eat get... a whole other jar of cheese balls just to re-record this. <laughs> they, only make, they only sell it in certain sizes. <laughs> <laughs> It was so fascinating hearing him talk about it, though, like creating the sounds, because the one that actually blew my mind is on that same spacewalk. Like they say, like, please confirm you're tethered in and hear this like gunk, gunk. And there's like people like confirming they're tethered to the ship. Right. And he goes, yeah, that was a a microphone inside of my dryer. So now if you go back and you listen, you can literally just hear hear it. Oh, it is straight up a dryer. Like yep. at the time, I was like, that's Funny. perfect. I wonder how he found that sound. That's so cool. <laughs> I love that. Because I mean, I don't know if you've ever seen these videos where people are making, recording Foley for, for movies and stuff. Oh, yeah. Those fascinate the heck out of me. I mean, I just oh, yeah. love watching that stuff. So I love hearing oh, yeah. these kinds of behind the scenes uh, yeah. types of things. Um, so tell me a little bit about, so the, the the it's very, everything that's happening, science fiction, first of all, is just, in my opinion, would be very hard to write, right? Because it's like there's lots of very smart things happening, and I'm not smart enough to know <laughs> that the ship needs to do all these things. And what happens if this doesn't work on the ship? Does it do this over here? You know, who? So tell me a little bit about how that story came together because it is very complicated. Lots uh, of technical stuff. Yeah, complicated technical, technical problems stuff. that they're yeah. going through. Uh, so what, what kind of like influence uh, did you have for that? So I, I very, I think he's watching this stream. I'm very lucky that I have a a science, a scientific father. Not only does he work in the field of science, but he actually is a huge science fiction fan. I, so a lot of times in the early days, uh, he's actually an oceanographer, but he's done experiments with the Navy. And so like initially questions about the thermonuclear reactor that was on the ship, I was like, Hey, Hey dad, can we have a talk? And we talked for like two hours this one Friday night where he was like, this is how, you know, reactor works. And it does these kinds of things. And I was like, is it believable if someone has to do this to the reactor? And he was like, 
well, no, not in reality, but like I would buy that. And as soon as I would hear I'd buy that, I was like, oh, we're good to go. We can. <laughs> good enough. <laughs> it's good enough. <laughs> Believable enough. I, the stuff in the show, I, and it comes into a bigger uh, forefront in episode five when you hear the Waymaker experiment. Uh, if anyone hasn't heard that yet, it's, it's, a, it's a big moment where you learn a little bit about SimTech. Uh, but I, in, in that one, I, when I realized that the show had a whole quantum component, I had to do fast teaching myself internet research <laughs> i because i don't have a quantum physicist in my <laughs> network and, your relatives, I, right. <laughs> and so like i bought some books i think i still have them up here if i don't drop them <laughs> there goes one book but like i bought different <laughs> books it's gravity, different books about uh, Sean Carroll is the person and tried to like speed read them. I was watching uh, a whole bunch of YouTube experiments. And the weird, the best thing I found about quantum physics is as weird as it is, uh, it's 10 times weirder than anything I was coming up with myself. Uh, it just, it's, it's, it's one of these things that it's not like a magic bullet where you can explain everything away, but it's just like, wait, that happens. That's weird. Wait, that's <laughs> weird. And so, so that's where that whole part of that show came in. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. I like to think that a lot of my sun research as well. <laughs> I, I'm so, um, I'm so sensitive to like, uh, plot holes and poorly done stories and things like that, where I, you know, why, why, why did they just not like try to explain that? Or why did you, so I feel like my superpower in this is every time Chris would come with a scene, I would ask a question about like every single little thing. <laughs> Can you explain this to me again? Can you explain this to me again? I don't understand this. Why is this you happening? Just, <laughs> you just reverse the polarity. That's all you have to do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah. I think it got a lot stronger because I wouldn't shut up. So I'm sorry, Chris, but I'll see you. That's awesome. So, um, t so tell us a little bit, let's, well, I want to get into a little bit of each of your kind of backgrounds where, where this kind of started for you. And I know you both now, or at least work for, for this production work for Kurtco, uh, Full media. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Not just for this production. Yeah. Okay. Um, tell me a little bit, let's, I, we'll start with you, Jenny. Um, tell us a little bit about your background and kind of like how you got into acting and, and uh, everything that's happened since you were born till right now. On, no, I'm kidding. I know, uh, I was just, say, if there's anything can, before you were born, can, like, you can include that too. Talking about meandering, I can really talk about this for a while. So I was born on a dark November evening. Um, I don't, uh, Acting. Okay. The quickest way to say I became an actor is, is I went to CalArts and I'm glad that I'm going first because my story is a lot like Chris's because he also went to CalArts. Ah. Also, we both are at the Speakeasy Society. So I'm going to Although we didn't know each other there. when we were at CalArts. We, we didn't, no. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, so I went to CalArts for acting. Uh, prior to that, I was in a liberal arts school kind of doing whatever the hell I wanted. I was making up my own major and calling it human behavior and the arts in the 21st century so that I could take whatever freaking oh, oh. class I wanted. <laughs> Just like, that sounds fantastic. That's great. Oh, That's fantastic. Great <laughs> not, not really a degree that would get you a job. Not that acting is, but you know. <laughs> What's but that so, acronym? HB. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I, I forgot. <laughs> um, so uh, I, after a summer interning in New York, I decided I wanted to pursue acting and I would actually 
dedicate myself to my studies. And I went and I went to CalArts and it changed my life because it changed the way I think about creativity and the way I think about uh, playing and the way I think about pursuing things that I am passionate about because I was kind of floating and lost before then. And um, when I graduated CalArts, uh, again, I, I, as many graduates are, I was floating and lost, but also knew what I enjoyed doing. So I pursued acting. I pursued anything in production. I did a lot of uh, work in the digital world. I've worked in animation. I've worked in casting. I've just name it on set. I've probably tried my hand at it at least once. And I did about a decade of production work and uh, freelance work. And then uh, Kurt Co. Full disclosure is a family business. So uh, for 30 years, it was a magazine publishing company and a very successful magazine publishing company and probably could have been, but people stopped uh people stopped reading magazines. So, (laughs) (laughs) so, uh, they had to figure out how to pivot. And my father, uh, who is the CEO kept coming back to podcasts because he found it interesting how people would, were voraciously consuming both entertainment and information and store like what there's so many different ways to, uh, create in the world of podcasting. So he kept coming back to that. And when he decided to move his company in that direction, I, who had been avoiding the family business for my entire life, suddenly had something valuable to offer because I was the only one with production experience. (laughs) So I started showing up and helping out and and quickly, uh, quickly that became a full-time job because it was a small company and uh, they needed the help. And so... (laughs) It, it was beneficial because then the pandemic hit and suddenly being in podcasting during the pandemic uh, was a huge gift because we could keep making things remotely when everybody else was shut down. Um, mm. So I, uh, like I said, I can meander on this for hours, but like I never <laughs> expected to be in audio, but I found myself quickly uh, enjoying the various ways you can tell stories in it. We ha- I had a, a interview show where I'm talking to filmmakers and talent. And I had another show where people would contribute their own pieces of creativity, uh, like poems and songs and whatever. And it was just kind of a platform for people to be creative. And then we were working on uh, a show, an improv show called When Last I Left that Chris and I did together. And uh, so it's it was always just like, what various things can we explore and what can we push the boundaries of? And so solar, uh, solar was that to the nth degree, basically. And that's, well, that's now I'm here. <laughs> wow. That's awesome. See, you did it. Okay. <laughs> what a journey. I ate a lot of avocados along the way. Yeah. <laughs> hey, avocados is what saved most of my friends from getting COVID. <laughs> oh, I don't want to hear more about that. <laughs> did they so stack? Chris, did they stack them in the doors and windows to keep COVID out, or what? It was that- purely consumption. It was purely <laughs> consumption. Yeah, yeah. Ate a lot of avocados, and when I got COVID, that was 
it was a gift basket full of avocados. So. <laughs> <laughs> a, a bunch of avocado, a basket full of avocados. Our, our, our show's about to get flagged with, uh, oh. you know, a news uh, misinformation. You know, it, you know, it has not been supported by the medical association. I just want to make sure we do that. But, uh, oh, disclaimer. yeah, it is. It's, it's, it's just an inside They're joke healthy. for all that are listening. It's yeah, yeah. Inside right, right, right. silly joke. But guacamole counts, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, guacamole definitely counts. Saves lives checking. for sure. It saves right. Avocados yeah. do save lives. <laughs> so, Chris, your journey was similar, but obviously, music seemed to be your your focus. Tell us yeah. a little bit about that. I I definitely was always interested in writing along with music composition, and uh, to the point where in my undergrad, which was at BW, and I just found out a little bit earlier that you guys are in Cleveland. I so shout out to Cleveland if anyone is listening from Cleveland. I Maria. Uh, Berea, Ohio. I, <laughs> I have so many stories about Berea. <laughs> it's a wonderful little town. Literally we, live right on Brook Park. Oh, nice. We, I, random story. I went, they had a July 4th, uh, uh, historic house tour that they went on, like to go through the town and look at all the houses that were over hundred years. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I was like, yeah. I'm absolutely going to do that. And we did that. And, uh, we stopped at this one house and this woman in the back of our bus goes, that's my house. And I thought that was that was a wonderful story of what a what an actual small town is like. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so I started funny. out doing a music composition, minored in creative writing at BW. Uh, I then went to CalArts and did my MFA uh, in just music composition. But uh, there at CalArts, they have a very very strong animation department, and so. <clears throat> Uh, they always have, you know, their final presentations at the end of the year where all the animators presents their films and they always need music and they always need sound. And so I started doing music for some of them. And then I started saying, like, hey, can I also do the sound for some of them? And they were like, yeah, you can, you can do that. And some of them were very willing to let me try to blend the music and the sound design where, like, instead of a chicken box with the piano and things like that. I, I think we're losing Chris's audio. Yeah, Are you guys losing hearing that too? Chris, you're oh, underwater. There, you came back a little bit. Oh, yeah. yeah. I you went for a swim. Get get oh, out of the cheese back. container. Get out of the yeah. where, <laughs> where did you, where did where did you lose me? Uh, they needed a lot of music. Oh, they needed sound. a lot of music and they need a lot of sound. So I started offering to do both, and some of them would let me actually combine them. So instead of a ticking clock, it would be a piano. I, uh, you know, repeating oh. note and stuff like that. So I got to kind of learn firsthand through there. And it was around then that uh, 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 one of our close friends, Julianne Just, was doing her thesis theater production. And she was like, would you want to do the music for it? And I was like, yes, I would. Uh, we got along swimmingly. We've been close friends ever since. And she founded the Speakeasy Society, which is the immersive theater group. And uh, she invited me to uh, come and see a test production and i was like dear god immersive theater is a new passion of mine <laughs> i had not seen any if anyone doesn't know what immersive theater is it's it's basically theater that does not have a fourth wall and that doesn't mean that they're like hey Uh-oh. look you're wearing a tie it means like they'll talk to you like <laughs> you're a character and mm-hmm. they'll they'll guide you around and make it clear what you're allowed to do and what you're not supposed to do uh and uh I just was so taken with the art form and being a part of the story that I was like, I want to do more of this. Uh, That year they did an immersive version of uh, Christmas Carol and they let me do the music for it. And the following year they were remounting it. And uh, they started saying like, Hey, if you're interested in this, would you want to write 
like a scene for us? And I was like, yes, I would. And then they'd be like, great. Do you want to write another scene for us? Do you want to write <laughs> another scene? And it was after that, that they invited me to come work with the company uh, more extensively. And I got to be one of the lead writers from them. That's where I really developed my chops writing these experiences, these one-on-one experiences uh, that I think you'll hear in the show when these people have these quiet moments of talking and leaving messages for people back on earth. That's where that experience really paid off. Mm -hmm. Uh, But in doing these shows, we did a show called The Johnny Cycle, wherein Jenny was, uh, (gasps) she played the mother figure, the mother of this character, Johnny. And I, it's a very emotional show about a World War One soldier who loses all of his oh, yeah. uh, limbs, his face, his ears. So he only exists inside of his mind, and he's desperately trying to reach out and tell the nurses that he's alive. And he's it's wonderfully aware. horrifying. Yeah, it's I, horrifying. wow. It's it's it, wow. the book is insane. It's by Dalton Trumbo, I uh, who wrote Spartacus. That was the one. I he but we decided. <laughs> Let's do let's do a uh, an immersive show of that, and let's cast the audience as Johnny, the guy who has nothing. So all of the actors are his memories and his imaginations fleeting around, telling him what to do. So Jenny played his mother in the show, and uh, the way that the show would work is I would have to hide in different parts of the building while she was in other parts performing. But we always ended up stuck at the end of the show where she has this absolutely gut wrenching monologue, and I'd be down the hall and I could just hear her echoing down the hall. And it was, it this was, was just in a mausoleum. In a mausoleum. His, I missed the, yeah. I missed the, wow. the line yeah. in an actual working mausoleum with marble hallways and stuff like that. Wow. I, and uh, that is where Jenny and I's close working relationship developed from that. Hmm. Yeah. It was in, really a the best model. in a mausoleum. In the mausoleum. <laughs> <laughs> you know, as you do. Start with death as, and work backwards. That's right. You know? as, as, as it happens. That's right. Yeah. Uh, but, I then, want, but then that's when I started, you know, being interested, looking for other, because at the time I was actually working in a financial aid department uh, at a university and I was looking to get a job related to what I actually do. And that's when I mentioned to Jenny, I was like, if you need a sound editor, I can do that stuff. <laughs> and she was like, we should, we should talk about that. And that's how I got wrapped into Kurt. I, I love that that's Chris's story of it because long before he came to me, he was already in consideration. <laughs> like we were going to ah. try to poach him no matter what, because <laughs> he's freaking brilliant. You know, don't tell him he's going to get a huge. Thank head. you, Jenny. <laughs> Secret safe with us. I desperately want to go to an immersive theater experience. That sounds fantastic. Yeah. Well, you tell you're involved in the theater yeah. around here. Do they have anything like that here that you know of? Are you okay? um, so the closest thing that I can think of is uh, there's there are a couple of uh, companies that do kind of an improv immersive thing for um, the Cuyahoga Valley uh, Railroad. Uh, mm-hmm. Every year they do kind of a Polar Express thing and a murder mystery oh, right. event and a murder mystery train where you yeah. can buy tickets. And as, as, as a ticket holder, you're sitting there as a passenger on the train and the actors are playing the characters and, you know, they're trying to solve a murder mystery while you're taking a lovely scenic railway ride from, you know, Cuyahoga Falls. And I, I, I from what I understand, none of the ticket holders die, but there is somebody <laughs> dead, but there is somebody dead on the train. So I don't yeah. know. Well, it's everybody out. did it. Yeah, if it was on a train. Out. That's how I figure. Uh, uh, that's what I know about I think, train murders. Well, and you know, uh, kudos to because uh, improv, and, and in my opinion, is probably one of the most difficult things to mm-hmm. excel at. I mean, you can anybody can do improv, but to do it well and to stay in character when you're dealing with 
who knows what audience members uh, you're going to get and how they react in this, that, and the other. So, um, oh yeah, people are weird. Yeah, people yeah. are really weird. <laughs> people are weird. <laughs> like always, expect the unexpected because it's. Anyways, <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I mean, imagine people will try to mess it. Mess it. Do people like? Are people jerks? Like they're, they're hecklers? Like in a yes and no. Like for our show, at least for our shows, we do have a reputation for being like we're very serious about our art that you can come play in. So we don't have people like showing up and being like, let me try and ruin this for you and everybody. But there are definitely people, you know, we did a show. I don't know if this is something we're supposed to talk about, but we did a show and someone definitely came and was like real messed up on some drugs. And she, (laughs) she was having the best time. Cause like in immersive, we would touch, we would touch each other. Like we would hold hands or touch. And she was just all about like touching our face and like rubbing our shoulder. And we had to be like, okay, lady, you can go, (laughs) you can go sit over there now. (laughs) Oh Lord. Oh my gosh. I I was at a show here in Cleveland where there was a woman who was so drunk she thought it was immersive theater. Um, we were we were in the front row. And we went to see uh, Misery uh, at uh, at the Hannah Theater downtown, the Great Lakes Theater Company, awesome theater company by the way. And mm-hmm. they, uh, it's a very intimate theater. It's really awesome to go. Like it's not huge. You, I know where everywhere you sit, and they they often will have people come from behind you, you know what I mean? Onto the stage and, and things. Cause it's not huge. It's not a huge stage. But anyway, it was misery. Um, which, uh, was it that I, bad? Really? Jeff, was it that bad? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it it kind of was with this lady. In fact, <laughs> in fact, I, 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 uh, told them about it. Like the Hannah theater. I told them about this, this lady and this experience. And I, I, I wrote an email mostly to thank the performers because they were so great. Like it was really well done. And I was like, I don't know how they managed to keep, you know, in character when this lady is talking to them, you know what I mean? Like they, they ignored her obviously. And I just, I was like, I felt so bad for them. And I just want you guys to know how awesome it was despite that. And they gave me free tickets to another show. So I went to see Uh uh, Macbeth. I want to step on a real, it's not a soapbox, but I do want to say something The you writing an email or writing a letter to people who have made something to tell them you uh, appreciate it and support it is so wonderful because people don't do that. People go home and they tell their loved ones how amazing this experience was. Mm-hmm. And no one goes back to the like performers or creators or whatever to be like, Hey, I really enjoyed that. So then yeah. I don't know. I'm, ha- I'm having a lot of existential creative crises lately. <laughs> so like, I just, just want to say like, that's really wonderful that you do that. And I encourage everybody to like, Tell people when so you too, enjoy yeah. their work. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this, yeah, this lady, we were right in the front row because my wife and I, it's funny, but our, our very first date was to go see Misery in the theater. So uh, Stephen King's Misery. So, and and it's almost 30 years of, you know, and it's 30 years of, of misery. what? No. <laughs> <laughs> but no, on our anniversary, I was like, oh my gosh, they're doing Misery live. We have to go see this. And so we did. But this, I mean, literally we were in the front row and this lady and and her uh, guy, we're right next to us. It was, it's a hard, I don't want to go too far into it, but uh, her, he, he's obviously a very wealthy older gentleman. She was oh, younger, um, okay. not super young. I mean, it wasn't like she was like, you know, you know, uh, 
college and she was probably just maybe 10 years younger than us. And, but she was so drunk and she was mm-hmm. all over him. And we're just like, Oh my gosh, what is happening? And then something would happen on the stage and she would yell out to them stuff. And that's why I was like, I want you guys to know <laughs> it was yeah, a great show. A great job. I'm yeah. sorry that she, yeah, yeah. this lady ruined it. Uh, please know that we appreciate what you do. That I, I just felt so bad. I was just like, this is, and I yeah. wanted them to know that these people are, you know, like somebody should have probably come and, and right. said something. Yeah. They yeah. should have been Scored an usher. Yeah. 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 For sure. was, well, and then, but you got emailed back saying, Oh, they're characters in the show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, Goodbye. I know misery pretty well. Um, <laughs> I don't remember the drunk lady. Yeah, no, it was, uh, but yeah, no, but I, so I love, I would love to find some immersive theater yeah. and do that. Yes. Here locally, there, that sounds amazing. there is a newsletter that you can sign up for. I, I called no proscenium and it's based out of LA. So it's mostly LA stuff, but they do mm. try to give national coverage to immersive theater just to give them or just come visit LA, you know, also, I, that would be fun. Yeah. That's also yeah. an option. can I sleep on your couch? Yeah, it's over there. It's right there. This would be a great couch. <laughs> I'll call up Shane. Maybe Shane will let us sleep on his couch. Right? He's got a whole studio. There's like right. six couches. In there, spare, you know? there we go. That's there we go. Right. I almost went to, I almost went to LA this weekend for a concert. What concert? Uh, a K-pop group, Twice. They're over at the Bank of California Stadium. First girl group, K- first girl K-pop group to have a stadium concert in the U.S. Why wow. didn't you go? Um, scheduling, money. Oh, um, my he, he did just see what them like that? a month ago or whatever. Oh. <laughs> I, I, I did see them in February in, in, in Fort Worth. Uh, I took my yeah. daughter because she was a big fan, so... And this time he was wasn't going to take fan. his daughter. Sure, yeah. <laughs> this, this time was just going to be me. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, <laughs> excuse me. So we do have a comment from uh, uh, Shelly in the audience, Jenny, uh, to you. Just commenting on a live stream to say I'm totally grooving on your portrayal of Allie Count. Um, so yeah, so, so you're, you're totally. getting some love there. Shelly, you're literally going to make me cry. Because <laughs> <laughs> yes, so it does count. <laughs> yeah. That's very sweet. Thank you. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I, I, this, I mean, I feel like I could keep talking to you guys all night. I would love to really dig into like some of the, you know, the technical details, especially since we're going to try to do our own audio thing. It will not be binaural with Dolby Atmos and it'll be us through zoom and like <laughs> just, just, you know, as, as simple as I could possibly make it. We're but, adding um, out tin cans and fishing line to people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and make but, for- uh, Show. There you go. Shelly says mission accomplished. Mission accomplished. accomplished. Um, Love it. Yeah. But uh, um, obviously, I want to be respectful of your time and the people who listen. We, we don't, we try to keep it, uh, you know, to an hour and a half or so. But so let's just before we do go, I do want um, to, to ask a little bit about um, if, if there's any, uh, well, I guess what's next, you know what I mean? Like, obviously you've got a few more episodes of solar. Maybe you can't answer this question. Like, is there another season? Another season? Like, will it keep going or the story ends? Like you might not be able to say because we have to wait and see what happens in the 12th episode. But um, beyond that, like what, what else do you guys have coming up the pipe? The, the line uh-huh. that we usually, Oh, sorry. Do you want to go Jenny? You can, I know we're both going to say the same same thing. (laughs) There's a lot of stories in the world of solar that we would love to be able to tell and share. And that's as much as we can. I like that. Yeah. Looking forward to son of solar. (laughs) (laughs) 
Bride of Solar. Bride of right. Solar. The Return of Ali. Return we, of Ali. We actually did have this joke that I think should be very serious, but we want to do just a drunk Ali version of the entire yes. show. Yes, and we'll please. have Ali perform every role, but be hammered. Yep. Yes. And we won't please. change any of the other audio. I was going to say, you don't change anything else. It's just Ali that's drunk. Oh, yep. that sounds yes. fantastic. Yes. Now, would, that, would you do that method, Jenny? Is that how you would, oh, yeah. would that be method? I think that's the good way to go. You know, why not? If we're going to go, right? go all the way there. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I w- you heard it I here first, folks. Can, can it also be visual? Would there be like bloopers? <laughs> we need at least a behind the scenes yes. uh, video. Yeah. Maybe, maybe we'll live stream it here with you guys. So like we'll have oh a special gosh. Monday night show and we'll just do a drunk alley rendition. Uh, let's do it. Please. Let's do it. No, I'm, I'm all t- in. I'm, totally I'm all in. That. I'm all in drunk alley. <laughs> Uh, so, I would also be drinking with you, but I won't be a heckler <laughs> like that later. Lady. Uh, yeah, well, no, we could. Yeah, we'd have a whole different. We'd have misery all over again. I mean, no. we keep the, the audience no. should be sober for most of it. I think. <laughs> <laughs> that should be a rule. I feel like get drunk I after. You know, that's, you yeah. go out after you know the play, and then get, every time Ali does trapped. a temperature check, take a shot. Yeah. Oh, oh God. That would be dangerous. <laughs> very risky little game. It's alcohol poisoning. Um, so tell ever they can pretty much hear this anywhere you listen to audiobooks or audio dramas, right? Podcast, I mean, Spotify. Yeah, yeah. yeah everybody Spotify, listens to podcasts. We're on Apple, we're on Spotify, we're on TuneIn, we're on Samsung Free, we're on Pocket Casts, we're on Podbean. Yeah. Uh, Google Podcasts, you know, Google, Google po- oh, and Stitcher. Yes, we love all of them because they're yeah. all good to us. So, <laughs> just thank you to every single platform that exists in the entire world. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, will, Google will, Podcasts. I was gonna, oh no, should Google. I say about the Google Podcast thing? I don't know. Before what's we Google released podcast. our show, we accidentally did something where oh. we released our entire show on Google Podcasts. I didn't know you were gonna say that. <laughs> I just figured, tell, tell the people. Uh, it was a big mistake that Chris caught like before we uh, before we went live and started telling people that the show was out. So like, I think we were just dropping our trailer and Chris was like, the whole show is out. The whole show is out on Google. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what my gosh. Did uh, you get it back? Yeah. Not, we got it. it we got okay. it back. And luckily, How many people- like. Nobody had heard. Well, the magical thing about uh, uh, picking a really unique name like Solar is that there's too many things out there called Solar. So since yeah. we hadn't started promoting it yet, there was okay. no way someone was going to just like stumble Binge upon the whole it. thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. So we got very lucky, but we did have to talk about like, what if people had been like, what if people had suddenly been listening and we had to be like, woo, surprise <laughs> binge release of this show that we've put two and a half years into. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh uh, that's so yeah. great I was just going to shamelessly promote that uh, uh, there is an Apple subscription available on Apple Podcasts uh, where oh. there are no ads and also uh, we do behind the scenes interviews so if you enjoy us talking about the cheese ball like we have a whole yes. we have a whole episode just talking with CJ just literally picking apart little scenes and sounds like how did we oh, arrive at fun. this that's how did we arrive cool. at that oh. uh, we do one you know with a couple of the actors we do one just about Ali and what our thinking was we did one that was all about the music and how I went about creating it uh, and I will yeah. say that if you have a subscription you will get an additional scene it's not vital for you to understand but it is Whoa. a whole big piece in the puzzle 
That's the first time we've told anyone that. So that's like big news. We just haven't given them more okay. story yet. We're going to give you a little bit more story. Yeah, and I know that yeah. Apple introduced introduced that recently the subscription option yeah. that will allow you to, to do new, yeah. more. It's almost yeah. like built-in Patreon kind of situation, yeah. right? Where you can get yeah. like behind the scenes stuff. I have to check it out. It's interesting. Like people are doing, some companies are doing it for like across their whole company. You can have a subscription to their whole, uh, whole catalog. Uh, catalog. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, ours is just our show because, you know, our other shows aren't really the same as solar. So I don't feel like people want <laughs> bonus politics as well as like bonus solar. <laughs> not quite yeah. in the solar world. Not, not <laughs> in the same audience. Yeah. I mean, maybe. Who knows? People need to like escape the world after talking about politics. But yes, right. Right. yes. that's correct. Yeah, not the other way around. No, yeah. we don't know. I need to escape this really awesome science fiction thing. Let's go politics. <laughs> what terrible thing is going on in the world today? Oh, Supreme Court. Oh, oh God. We got to um, end this on a happy note. Right? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, tell everybody where they can find more information. Like, how can they find you guys, Twitter, Instagram, all that, like individually and then as the show? Uh, you can find the show at Solar the Podcast on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. You can find me at the Jenny Curtis on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. I don't really use Facebook. I don't really use Twitter either. Find me on Instagram. You know, that's my favorite. That's kind of <laughs> where we're we're leaning that <laughs> yeah. direction. Yeah, too. yeah. We're kind of in Instagram. I, my my Twitter bio is literally just like bad at Twitter. That's what I said. <laughs> I, I don't know. I think Sometimes that's my bio I remember. Too. I, I recently even... started the Reddit, understanding Reddit. I spent, you know, however my decades not playing on Reddit. And suddenly I was like, oh, Reddit's actually really fun. I kind of like <laughs> it. Reddit Reddit can be entertaining for ver for sure. And terrifying. Yeah. A little and, of everything. Yeah, yeah, a little bit of everything. Yes, this is true. Um, and Chris, would you like to speak I'm, for yourself? I, Chris Porter on Facebook, if you do that, <laughs> don't share anything that useful on Facebook, just funny stories about myself being an idiot. I, on Instagram, I'm <laughs> coasters02, and that's C O A S T E R, the numeral zero and the numeral two. And on uh, Twitter, I am Magnificent Beast with all of the vowels removed from the word magnificent because <laughs> coaster02 and Chris are very common names. And I couldn't. <laughs> So you uh, decided to go Magnificent Beast. <laughs> <laughs> did yes. I pronounce that right? You did. Okay. <laughs> you did. And, and, and just a second, what Jenny was saying earlier about I, I, you can interact with us. We're not going to like be uh, hard to reach. Be, uh, we had someone uh, message us on Instagram a couple of weeks ago just saying like, hey, can you describe how the ship sounds? Because I'm hearing it this way and I would really like to know what you know the dimensions are. And we wrote him back just a couple sentences saying like, well, we kind of pictured it like this. And he was like, oh, that's so awesome. Thank you so much. That helps a lot. And it's like, we, we love cool. that. Someone posted a whole bunch that's of awesome. theories on Twitter and I was just like, Oh, it made, made my day. day. Wow. You, gotta love, you gotta love that, right? Yeah, I stumbled across that thread, I think, and yeah. I had to stop because I had, I'm like, wait, I don't think I've gotten far enough. No, to there's where, a couple spoilers in it. Yeah, I was <laughs> like, I'm gonna wait because uh, this seems to be getting more. And that's what I was saying about the science fiction being smarter than me. And it was just kind of like, um, oh, wait a minute, this is going into areas I don't understand. So I'm gonna have to wait and actually read it. I'm, I'm reading uh, a science fiction book now, the, the, the three body problem. Uh, and it has a cast of characters at the beginning. And I was looking at it. I told my wife, I'm like, some of the, some of the characters are string theorists and astrophysicists. I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to make it through this, <laughs> but like, am I, I going to even know? Why? 
yeah, I'm going to be so lost. I don't know what they're saying, but no, I, I'm looking forward to it. But yeah, that's what I love about sci-fi. I mean, I always feel like I learn stuff too, like mm-hmm. new things that I didn't kind of, science fiction is great for that, but it's also great for just kind of commenting on the human condition, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And what, you yeah. know, cause it's so, mm-hmm. you can really just kind of, well, like in solar, like what do people do? Like, this is like the worst possible situation. You know what I mean? And plus the earth is probably in danger too. Like yeah. what is going on? And I, I just love being Interestingly, able to examine and, that. And not to, not to bring the conversation back down, but I, one of the things that I did research was trauma recovery uh, mm-hmm. with the idea that like, you know, these people have been through a trauma and like, how do we deal with that? I, and that is the part of the human element that really excites me about stories. Yeah. 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 And it's, and I, again, I can't uh, recommend it enough. If you're not listening to it, check it out. It's, it's really good. And like I said, and it is great with headphones. I do, I do a lot of listening while I'm working. And so I don't have my headphones on and then they come on and remind me every time to get my headphones on. I'm like, (laughs) all right, I'll listen to this one. We thought about not having that message on everyone. We were like, we just need it a couple of times. And then by the end of it, we're like, let's just nah. leave it. Remind <laughs> people to listen on headphones. Yeah, it, it does. Uh, I mean, it's it good does no make matter a what, difference. but it does definitely make a to difference the experience for sure. Yeah. Um, and the audio that, you know, plus you want to give, I mean, you've got to hear that audium awesome. Awesome Awesome audio design. They worked really hard uh, to make it sound that good. So you want to get the full experience if you can. Yes, please. Um, All right. Well, thanks so much, guys, for being on the show. Thank Um, you. Maybe. uh, Well, so we only have, what, I think three more episodes of our season left and then we're taking a break. We'll be back next season. Uh, By then, solar will be done and maybe we'll have find out what's going on and if there is something next and we'll have you guys back because we'd love to talk to you again. Yeah, you guys have been great. You guys have been great. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for being on my show. (laughs) (laughs) Anytime, anytime. Thanks for having us. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So exciting piece. So Utah and Aaliyah, you guys may not realize this, but did you know that next week is our 50th and our 50th episode? Congrats. Um, so yeah, next Sunday will be our 50th Wait, episode. Five wow. zero. Five zero. That's Are we gonna deal. do a cake? No. Um, so <laughs> we, uh, <laughs> we can't afford don't the cake. Aaliyah. No. That sounds like a dad. Have, no, like we don't have no. sponsors or anything like that. This is just us. Get so. your own cake, Aaliyah. Yeah, <laughs> you're welcome to eat cake on the episode, but you have to provide it yourself. Bring your own cake. Um, <laughs> That's yeah, the title. Was, that's the title of our next episode. Bring your own cake. I, I was taking a look, and there's there's uh, there are literally um, there's a few missing episodes in season one, uh, mm. is, which is a mystery. But I, uh, maybe someday I'll explain that mystery. Um, they're not out there in the world. So, but there there have been fifty recorded uh, and live uh, produced episodes that we've done. Gotcha. But there are a couple like we when we do the Oscar episode. I don't always uh, we do a pre-show for the Oscars. I don't always put the audio out for that because it's like it's very like time bound like mm-hmm. yeah. do you know what I mean like once that's over it's like who cares right. so that's some of those are not out there that's, who cared nobody cared when <laughs> we did it live so why would they care later <laughs> anyway but um let's listen to Oscar pre-show of, uh, yeah but yeah so A 50 episodes 50, 50 episodes and that's not counting the what six that you and I did four years ago or something like oh, that Utah. Right. The, the original incarnation <laughs> Yeah, we, we existed for about six episodes and just gave up. This was pre-pandemic. 
the pandemic came along and then now we've, we're on our 50th episode. You, you got to release those ones as your Apple premium content. There Start you a go. channel yeah. for uh, your like yeah. the right, early days. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I, I don't think they're even out there. I think I still yeah, I think, have them, but they're not. Did, they didn't we record them on like reel to reel or something? Or? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they were an eight track. Eight track. Um, we had an eight track, a uh, four track. Or? Yeah. I, I, I had a two XL robot. Remember that from, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Nobody but Utah and I are old enough to know what that is, probably. Um, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, well, you usually well, don't, Ellie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because we talk, no, I mean, because done. we talk about... I'm done. I'm done. No cake. No, no, no. It's no. not you. It's us. I'm saying we, we bring up this nostalgic stuff that nobody remembers except us. That's what I mean. It's we we leave, we, we unfortunately leave you out when we bring that stuff out. I right, apologize. We, that was not a knock on you. It was a knock on no, us. No, no, no. It, it was, yes. <laughs> um, what were we anyway, saying again? Our, I forget. Our 50th episode, uh, we're going to have Rustbit, the video game developer Rustbit. They're going to be on the show. Uh, they have a new game called In the Grip of Madness, which is a horror game, which if you guys follow our YouTube channel, Utah, and a good friend of ours from Promptly Written Podcast, Matt, and I like to play horror games sometimes. Uh, you can watch us streaming and be uh, scared about stuff. I just like that Matt being jump scared. That's the right. best. Yeah, that's the best part. <laughs> yeah, Matt being um, jump scared is literally just because <laughs> well, he's the grip he of just, madness. He just seems like this big. Well, he is like he this burly man that just doesn't get scared about anything. For him to and be, then he, jump and then he screams like a little like, girl. Yeah, yeah, it's great. <laughs> so you got to tune in for that. We're gonna try to play it. I believe they have a demo out on Steam. So check that they out. Do. In the grip of madness, Utah and Matt and I are gonna try to play that on uh, Friday night. Uh, at 10 p.m. So make sure you, you join and subscribe to our channel so you can see that. Uh, obviously, join us on all the socials at World Gone Geek pretty much everywhere because um, it wasn't as uh, as popular as Coasters or Chris. So we were able to get that all <laughs> over the place. Um, I know that was so it's, it's frustrating when you when you're trying to get your name on things and then so somebody I feel like we. We should get an account and take all the vowels out of World Gone Geek, just in case. Just in case. It vaguely looks like English, you know? <laughs> right, it does. <laughs> it's just a little, just an uncanny well, valley there. That's, that's just, right. I was going to say, yeah, there's some sort of like cycle. I mean, there's a thing. It's actually a, a an actual thing where your brain does put together without the vowels and you can still read it. So I don't know. What is it called? It's called a thing. There's a meme that goes around on Facebook talking about it. I think you're right. I think it is called the thing. Yeah, it's a thing. <laughs> it's a thing. Um, <laughs> if, if you're a psychologist out there and knows how that works, then you write into us and we'll, we'll explain it. Um, again, thank you guys for being on the show. Thank you guys for listening. We will be back next week uh, with Rustbit Studios uh, talking about the grip of madness. You can find us on all of the socials at World Gone Geek. We that's it. Shack Wednesday. Shack Wednesday. Doctor Wednesday. Strange. We're going to talk. And his mom. That's right. So make sure you're there for that. That's going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> and uh, and then we'll see you. We appreciate it. Thanks for being a part of the World Gone Geek. Woo! Go see everything everywhere all at once. This has been a World Gone Geek production. For updates and sneak peeks, don't forget to get sociable. Follow World Gone Geek on Twitter, like our Facebook page, join the Facebook group, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Find World Gone Geek podcasts on your favorite podcast apps.